Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you heard all the rave about the new Quick Grill located inside the Be Quick Chevron on Veterans Boulevard? Come visit Be Quick Chevron along with Quick Grill, Be Quick Food Marts, your locally owned hometown convenience store, wherever you are. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't you forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app, if you've downloaded that. Of course, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And if you want to see Rhino and I, you can do that, too. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. But I say it all the time. If you want to stay connected here, it's over on the Good Things Facebook group, where you can get a jump start with what we'll be talking about today. And you'll see that we kind of have a house divided situation today. And this is actually a house divided within the Turner home. So why not bring your family problems to work. I tend to do that from time to time here on Good Things, particularly when it drums up a really good kind of argument for us in the most, um, you know, tongue-in-cheek kind of way. And it's this idea of when is it too soon or acceptable to start playing Christmas music. So I thought it would be fun today. We haven't done a Would You Rather in a while. And again, these are the most important questions you'll ever have to answer in your entire life, right? Like, these matter. So you should take them seriously. Yeah, I hope you had a big lunch, because it's going (laughs) to take all your brain power. It'll take all your brain power. These are completely meant to just give you a pause on reality, think something through, have a little fun with it, see both sides ponder what you would do if you were faced with two options that will probably never happen uh, in your life although i guess technically one in this scenario could or has already all right would you rather eat an entire turkey at one sitting or be forced to listen to christmas music way before thanksgiving and it is funny to me how some of you are very violently opposed to one or the other. There's very few of us. I would be one that really goes down the middle here. Take it or leave it. Now, I'm not going to sit down and eat an entire turkey, but I definitely do not get offended if you start to play a little bit of Christmas music or you start to see some of the Christmas things come on prior to Thanksgiving. I feel like there can still be room for Thanksgiving. And, you know, it's not like it's I think to me, I don't feel like Thanksgiving's a season. We started decorating for fall for harvest back, some of you, September the 1st. (laughs) So we've kind of had our pumpkins. We've kind of had our fall leaves. We've kind of had our that kind of thing for a really long time. You got the cardboard cornucopia with the the banquet of stuff coming out of it up on the wall. Now, I agree that there was a there was a time long, long, a time long ago where you would delay putting up any Christmas decorations. You know, the day after Thanksgiving kind of marks the beginning of 
Christmas season, and I understand we still kind of hold true to that in our family as well, but this idea that holiday season, which to me combines both Thanksgiving and Christmas, kind of does like kick off as soon as the pumpkins and the Halloween sort of decorations, you know, November, sort of November the 1st. It does feel like that maybe it's creeped in earlier and earlier with the music and all. But I think if you're totally against it, like like my husband said, he would eat the bones and all <laughs> of the turkey. Bless his heart. Then, But he is one who wants as little Christmas music as humanly possible, even post Thanksgiving. Like he would love to live in a world where he only had to hear it on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then that was it. And let's be honest, he is probably one that would be okay if he never heard another, you know, traditional Christmas song again. He wouldn't be, I don't think he would shed a tear over it. Let's put it that way. So I feel like if you fall into the Christmas music gives you the jitters before Thanksgiving, you're just not a Christmas music fan regardless. Or you spent any amount of time working in retail where... The Christmas playlist wasn't the most exhaustive or extensive, and you had to hear the same handful to a dozen Christmas tunes on a loop for hours on end. Because that was yeah. me. At working for years in retail, you'd, you really wish whoever was in charge of the Muzak would just expand their horizons a little bit. We don't need to hear Mariah Carey's Christmas song 42 times in a 24-hour period. But in their defense, don't they normally have like a CD or something that just plays on repeat? And so if you're the customer experience, you're in there. What's the chances that you hear the entire CD unless you're really lingering in aisle six and can't make up your mind about which cream will fix whatever your problems are? (laughs) But for the employee, you want to throw it out by the time the... The season is over. I get that. I worked in retail, but our, our music wasn't, I guess, loud or sort of intense enough to sort of take care of it. But Jay from the res, I'd eat 10 turkeys. <laughs> I'd eat 10 of them. Not just one. I'd eat 10 if I didn't have to listen to Christmas music prior to Thanksgiving. But is it? But I mean, can you at least hold space for, for the idea that Thanksgiving isn't a season like Christmas is traditionally because you don't buy gifts. It's one day. It's one meal. There's not like an advent calendar up to Thanksgiving. There's not no, like that's a, an idea. <laughs> if you if, if you really want Thanksgiving to have its thing, you've got to build up momentum to the big day, which you have for Christmas. What would you add to the advent calendar for Thanksgiving? I don't know. Because you have what from if technically you'd have what twenty? Well, you'd have almost the same number of days. Just about. Just about leading up to the big turkey day. Give you something to sort of ponder while you're pondering whether you'd want to eat the entire turkey or whether you'd rather just listen to Christmas music prior to Thanksgiving Day. Say, I will play Christmas music the last two weeks in June <laughs> and start it in November the 1st. I think it's Christmas in July is normally, but hey, if you want to do it in June, you go right ahead and do that. What about us choir members who have been singing Christmas music since Labor Day, practicing for Christmas cantana? Cantana. Cantata. Cantata. Yeah. 
you hear it in your sleep then. Definitely. I never thought about that. Those that are like gearing up for. Well, and I look to, you know, Krishna's headline I have for you is coming up, or I think it's releasing this weekend on HGTV's um, Aaron and Ben Napier on the app, the Disney Plus app. The new holiday movies are dropping soon. So think about everyone who shoots and does new Christmas uh, movies and such. I mean, they're doing it. In, oh, yeah. They have to be in the Christmas spirit all like kinds June, of times in the July, year. and then they have to ramp it up and sort of. They're out there in the heat of summer wearing a Santa outfit with the fur and the felt. It's burning up. Agreed. Yeah, I wouldn't be cheery at all. I would I would sign me up to play the Grinch for if you're going to do that to me. What ruins it for me is the year I noticed August Halloween decorations, September Christmas decorations were already out at the big stores. I do agree with that. I feel like it's not us singulars who love early getting started early with the holiday it's when it's forced down you when you walk through you know the bigger stores and they're they're getting in on the sales and things earlier and earlier because it's just a big competition uh, for them to see who can get you to buy whatever it is you feel like you need first but i will say what is kind of crazy is if you do go to the big box stores i was thinking of me walking into either the lowe's or the home depots there at the right time on one aisle it's like all the halloween blow-ups and things and right across the aisle it's all the christmas decor and you're thinking i don't know who i want to be today i don't know which it's the nightmare before christmas aisle but i do want to hear from you if you have bought like if you're someone who bought your christmas tree in september like what were you thinking did you walk through the Home Depot, the Lowe's, and go, well, hot dog, they've already put them out. Might as well go ahead and get that and put it in the, put it, you know, because it feels like you'd have to be in the spirit to sort of buy that. Same thing, like, when some of you are great at finding deals on, like, summer clothes in the winter, and I'm thinking, I can't think about that when it's not the season to think about shorts and tank tops. I don't know what size I'll be next summer. I'm not, I'll worry about that whenever you know it feels like it's it's that time to do that. Jeff and Oxford said Thanksgiving is just part of the Christmas season for me. That's kind of like you know, the holiday season. Like I feel like you get in the holiday spirit. Like, and I know Christmas. I'm not afraid to say Merry Christmas, and I know what Christmas stands for. But it's the entire sort of holiday cheer, the holiday season. And to me, Thanksgiving is just sort of part of that. It's not its own. I don't know. You don't have Thanksgiving Eve. You don't have all the certain things. Am I, being, am I disrespecting Thanksgiving? A little bit. Why? The turkey I'm, just doesn't get any respect. Do you, has anybody stopped to ask the turkey if he cares? <laughs> I don't think so. I think the turkey has other things on its mind that it's more worried about. I'm sure the turkey would be okay if you forgot Thanksgiving. Let's just be honest. It'd be a chicken holiday. I don't know. Stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. And stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. 
the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. that you didn't catch the cue on the conversation there, Rhino. I have a little Christmas music coming in on good things. But I told y'all it's a house divided. You know where Rhino, my, my work husband and my real husband, they both stand on the same side of the fence. We're turkey eaters. <laughs> As from me, I would rather listen to Christmas music prior to Thanksgiving than have to sit and eat an entire turkey. And if you are just tuning in, we have not lost our minds completely. It's just a fun would you rather today. It's uh, poking at this idea that we are divided in terms of if you think it's okay to start Christmas music at um November the 1st or putting up your decorations or should it be a law that you wait till after uh, Thanksgiving so I actually googled that because I figured there's probably you know states have odd laws of all kinds and do y'all remember back and I, I remember it now that I found it I think it was back in 2017 when the Babylon Bee which is a satire news source they were behind a hoax, though, that President Trump had made it illegal <laughs> to put up Christmas decorations prior to Thanksgiving, and the Internet lost its mind like the Internet would over anything in our real divided you know, state of mind would have to say about it one side or the other. <laughs> According to the story, this is a fictional story, by the way, anyone who breaks the law would be subject to an immediate search by federal agents under the fictitious law. Any violators could be transferred to secret CIA detention center where they'd be subject to questioning for up to 20 months imprisonment for putting your tree up prior to Thanksgiving. <laughs> and this is back in 2017, and the Internet broke with it. Some actually believing that this was a factual law. Um, no, it's a federal crime to play Christmas music before Thanksgiving. It wasn't even putting up your putting up your uh, Christmas tree, which got me really tickled. But some of us, some of you feel that kind of that strongly um, about it. And so therefore, we're just poking the Christmas bear just a little bit today, whether you like it or not. But Dan in Hattiesburg says, speaking of turkey for those that want to eat the turkey or are genuinely looking forward to your Thanksgiving gathering, that he wants to know if any of you, any of you Good Things family members, have done a trash can turkey. If so, just wondering how it turned out. If you don't know what it is, I feel like we need to Google it. Are you familiar with what a trash can turkey is? Uh, vaguely. I've never tried it, but if uh, it's what I'm thinking it is, you have to have a metal trash can and you put coals in the lid of it and then set your turkey up on stakes above the coals and then put the can over the top of it but i've never tried it well if you've tried it let us know we can relay the information to dan or hopefully he's just listening to good things and would hear it someone said i'd eat the turkey it's our family reunion time for thanksgiving but i want to ride wide variety of Christmas music after that. I think some of it, too, is the fact that here in Mississippi, we don't get like Christmas-like weather. I have a good friend who is a hometown Mississippian, but she's currently living in Colorado. They've already got like inches of snow this week. I mean, it's it's it winter has come for them. 
and it feels very different for them on their day to day. I think their highs are like in the 30s and 40s right now. Whereas it's not unusual for us in the Magnolia State to break out the shorts and flip flops on Christmas Day. So it does feel a little more offensive uh, to be celebrating something that's supposed to have all the feels that go along with it earlier. I just think it's funny to to be on the bandwagon of people that dislike the Mariah Carey "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Well, I mean, because can... it's been what it's the fourth of November, and since November one, it's already been played a billion times on Spotify. Really? Something. It's some un. It's crazy the number of people that have just oh, it's November time for Mariah Carey. Is there any other song for any other reason that gets? that much love and hate love and hate but then also like what's the word like when you get excited for something it's that much like because i saw two where anticipation the, anticipation where it was okay to let her out of the box i mean it was going around she was memes. melting she's, she's, she's defrosting <laughs> she even put out a video of her wearing some halloween elvira outfit on like and i couldn't figure out why she was on a exercise bike but there she is with spooky surroundings and an Elvira costume on an exercise bike talking about it's time. She's riding that thing straight to the bank. Is what oh, she, yeah. <laughs> what she's, but is there any other song that signifies an entire season, day? Like, she has to... I mean, I know she's broken all the records imaginable, but I can't think of any other, like, replicating scenario with with any song. The closest thing I can think of is uh, situational, but take me out to the ball game during the seventh inning stretch of a baseball game during the summertime. That feels very summertime. Right, like very like specific sort of to it. And then I guess you have the the New Year song. that Old Lang Syne, where yes. people know maybe three words of it, and they <laughs> watermelon the rest of it. Yes, but they usually play that at the stroke of midnight, oh, yeah. and then... It's, it's done. never again until the it's, next year. It's never again until the next year. So it does feel like Mariah Carey is the only one that's kind of got that, like you would listen to it on repeat. Why do you think it is? Why do you think that connected with folks more than other songs? Like, why that one? I don't know. She doesn't either, but she's very excited that it happened <laughs> because she hasn't been able to replicate that. Well, I mean, if you break it down, and this is just taking off the top of my head, in the, the history of Christmas music... It seems like you had some songs that are considered Christmas music that were written long time ago and they've lasted all through the years. But then you get to pop music and and the music industry instead of it just being musicians being patrons of rich people and, and royalty. When you have the music industry where everyday average people can go out and buy the music, whether it be a record or a CD or a cassette or whatever, you had a heyday of Christmas music in the 40s 50s and 60s mm -hmm. where the biggest artists were coming out with christmas music and those have stood the test of, like bing crosby and, and that kind of stuff and then it became gimmicky where yeah you had all these artists would put out christmas albums right which they but they weren't do. necessarily writing new christmas music so maybe that's what it is maybe it's mariah carey came out with a new christmas song at a time when no one else was doing it and it just happened to be catchy enough to, to take off. Some of you listening to Good Things have already played it. You're in that billion 
I guess, roundup on Spotify. Not a billion, but it has been pinned over a million times, and only Mississippi can be thanked for it. Changing gears just a tad. I saw where the New York Times recently stated that the Mississippi pot roast is the roast that owns the Internet. And it can be traced back to Ripley, Mississippi, to Mrs. Robin Chapman, who adapted a traditional roast recipe given to her in the 1990s. And it has, again, it's been pinned over a million times. It feels like everyone across America at some time has tried and, more importantly, smelt a Mississippi pot roast. I know you've cooked it before, Rhino. Oh, yeah. You can't you can't do it wrong at all. If you don't know the recipe, it's super simple. It's one three to four pound roast of your choice, a stick of butter, au jus gravy mix in the packet, Hidden Valley Ranch in the packet, and the how do you call them pepperoni pepperoni pepperoni. Which if she was doing this back in the nineties, I mean, where was she going to get pepperonis at the grocery store in the nineties? You can get those like you can now. Did the Mississippi pot roast spur a pepperoncini? I think we can we can give credit to the Mississippi pot roast and Papa John's pizza. <laughs> That's two combinations you don't normally hear coming out <laughs> together. Pepperoncinis, thanking Papa John's and Mississippi. At least pot that roast. was my exposure to pepperoncinis. Maybe if you grew up in an Italian household with. Uh, with all kinds of cured meats and peppers and stuff, maybe. But I just, I don't remember seeing those very often in the 90s. You, I could be wrong. You wonder what was the traditional roast recipe, and you wonder if the pepperoncini just fell in there, or if it was a part of something else and then made its way. I mean, it had to be, the Hidden Valley Ranch dressing mixes, how long have they been out? Now, that has been ranch. out for a minute, yeah. So the, the actual packets have been out for a while? I think so, yeah. Well, that's true, because I remember Mom making the... The ranch dip. The way it was sort of intended. Oh, yeah. Of course, it didn't take long for people to figure out other ways to do that. Mike from Otzer said, try the spicy ranch dressing mixes. I did it with the... Uh, if, if you're talking about the Southwest Ranch, mm-hmm. like the Mexi Ranch mix, yes. Yes. It's amazing. With your roast? Yes. Just adds a little bit extra flavor. My favorite. I could just smell it. I'd rather smell that than listen to Christmas music. Do I get a pass? <laughs> I'm back on some of your good sides yet. Probably not. Well, it's Friday, so we're going to talk movies coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Is this a trick? No. Is there a hidden message in this one? 
No, this is actually music from the One Piece series, and there's a One Piece movie released this weekend. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it playing into this weekend, or... Because I feel, Tanya, that I'm never up on, like, there's the few that I know. Oh, you know, Top Gun, I think, is, we were talking about Mariah Carey's song. It's probably the only song that, when you hear, like, that gets the anticipation for a season. The other one, when you hear the soundtrack to Top Gun, it would be one that would be, like, you know what? Like, you can see the whole movie. Like, yeah. It, it kind of is very set with that specific with that specific thing anyway that that got me off track but it is friday so we are talking movies here so we got anything new and exciting coming up yeah well rhino just mentioned one piece and it's from the anime world is that right that's correct and i am not a person that lives in that world so but i know it is huge this weekend because i went ahead and checked movie times for the weekend trying to you know kind of plan out what i might go see and it is on multiple screens at every theater. So, so. is this going to be for, like, teens, tweens, and adults? I mean. Yeah, I think for all ages. I know I have a um, nephew who is in his 20s. He's in college. He loves anime. I have a niece that's 30. She loves anime. So I really feel like it, it you know, bridges all ages. That's so. cool. Well, what's, like, the story? Is it kind of like a... How, how would you describe it? That I do not know. I know nothing about it. So, Rhonda, is it like the Mar like a, when I say Marvel, is it like a superhero, whatever kind of setup, or kind of? It, it, it's a world where there are these things called devil fruits that give you magical powers, yes. but in exchange for the magical powers, you're no longer allowed to swim, which seems kind of weird. But it's a world that has a a lot of ocean and very little land, and the main characters are pirates. So you kind of need to be able to swim, but uh. That's that's an oversimplification. Unless you can fly, right? Depends on which fruit you eat. That is kind of cool, though. I never, I'm, I like you, yeah. Not it, not in, not into it in terms of not up on it. So yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'd be into it or not. I've never seen it. Yeah, to answer your question, what Rhino said, <laughs> that's <laughs> you know, what it's I about. Say, I say that several <laughs> times a week. <laughs> uh, but there are, in addition to that one, which I feel like is going to be a huge, you know, draw. There's one that is probably. Um, in the Oscar bait category, and it's called Armageddon Time. And um, this one is written by James Gray, who is um, very well known in the film industry. Um, And he is kind of loosely based on his life. And he tapped Anne Hathaway to play the character of his mother, you know, the character based on his mother. But it's just about a kind of coming of age story um, about a family, multi-generational family that are pursuing the American dream. Um, so, of course, Anne Hathaway's in it, Anthony Hopkins, and oh. then Jeremy Strong. So a very, very strong cast. It is rated R, but I feel like this may be one that we see come Oscar time. I think that it's on the, the list right now. That would, be, that would be good. Anthony, you had me at Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> and Anne Hathaway. Yeah, yeah, they're both great. And, you know, Anne has gotten really picky about what she does because she's a, a new mom. I mean, she's got young children. And so I feel like if she chooses it, it's going to be pretty good because she's and very you, picky. You haven't seen it yet, have you? I have not seen it yet, but that's one I'm going to see this weekend. Um, and the other is The Banshees of Sharon. Um, and this is uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, 
and they star as friends and Brendan's character decides one day he doesn't want to be friends with Colin's character anymore but middle school yeah (laughs) but Colin does not like that and he works very hard to try to win his friend back Um, and then there's some darkness to it Um, and it's also rated R so this is another one that you know you definitely don't want the kids to go Um, but I don't know if you saw Saturday Night Live a couple of weeks ago but Brendan was the host and Colin actually showed up because in real life they're great friends and it was one of the best episodes ever um do yourself a favor and google Brendan Fra- uh, Brendan Gleason Saturday Night Live grandpa model and I think you will find the video of the skit where he is a grandpa that is having a little modeling session. It's really, really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then um, also, this is the one that um, the minute you wake up dead, this is the one that was filmed in Canton. Yes. And I actually saw this one. Um, It's out in theaters today. Yeah, Morgan Freeman, Cole Hauser, which I think I'm the only person with life that does not watch Yellowstone. I know you're number two. Okay. Never seen an episode. <laughs> but, you know, he's the star of uh, Yellowstone. And honestly, I didn't even know that until this week because so many people I know dressed up like his character, God bless. Nip. Mm-hmm. I think Rip. Rip. And Look so, at me. I'm like, yes, <laughs> Nip is in. Uh, But Jamie Alexander's also in it, and I love her. She's always good in everything she does. And then, as you mentioned, our very own Morgan Freeman. And Morgan is a sheriff. Uh, Cole's character is a stockbroker. And when the movie kicks off, he's going through town, going into a cafe, and you see everybody giving him the stink eye. And, you know, so you're trying to figure out what has he done, you know. And then come to find out an investment that a lot of the people of the community put their money in went bad. And so everybody's mad because he lost a lot of their money. So that's kind of how it kicks off. And then um, Jamie's father is murdered. um, And everybody believes that it was intended, the killer intended to kill Cole's character because everybody's mad at him. He's getting weird phone calls. So they bring in Morgan Freeman and he's investigating and, you know, just trying to figure out what happened, who killed the father. And then it just kind of keeps snowballing. And there's all these interesting twists and turns and a very kind of surprising ending, something I didn't see coming. So it's really fun to watch as far as trying to figure out what's going to happen. And then it's always fun to see sites that you know that you've been to. Would this be Morgan's first sheriff role or like law enforcement role? Well, he was. I know in the um, Along Comes a Spider and all of those, he was a an, an investigator. Alex Cross, I think, is the character's name. Um, he did a couple of those movies, but other than that, it seems like he might I feel have like played. He would make a great share. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, well, that's what I was thinking the whole time I was watching it. Is man, I just wish he would just be with me. Everything I'm doing, he just brings such comfort. It's like and wisdom. Like he has that wit, yeah, like, eyes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So he plays, of course, he's wonderful. But I thought it was very well done. Um, and it is also available to stream on Amazon. So oh, good. 
good. Yeah, so you do have to pay a little bit, but you know that's an option if you just can't make it to the theater. And where do remind us where in Mississippi it was shot? Um, remember, in Canton, and so yeah, you so you see the square, you see the courthouse, you see all of the businesses around the square. That's cool. Um, and there's a building that they use for the cafe where Jamie's character works. Um, and I believe that was the same building that they used for a time to kill Jake's office, um, if I remember correctly. So kind of cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And then also streaming, we've got um, Enola Holmes, too. Did you ever see Enola Holmes? Uh-uh. This is one of those movies. She's Sherlock's younger sister. And... Um, it came out somewhere in the middle of the pandemic, like maybe towards the beginning, because I remember being so excited to have something new to watch. Um, and it was so good. It was really well done. She's, of course, uh, Sherlock, everybody knows him. Um, and he's played by Henry Cavill, who we know as Superman. Um, but he uh, sort of... Uh, puts her on a pedestal as far as launches her mm -hmm. she's also interested in investigation and so in this one she's starting her own agency i think i, I think i maybe i did see that yeah it was really cute millie bobby brown plays um enola but um in this one she's starting her own agency but unfortunately she has no business and so she's about to have to close the doors because you know she's not making money and then a client walks in the door and changes everything so um it, millie bobby brown's back henry cavill's back so it, it i'm sure it's going to be great i haven't seen it Is yet it just came out today family movie would that be a well i mean like not yeah. young kids but it's pg-13 gotcha. so your older ones are good um there's a little bit of um bloody images and some violence so oh, but yeah that, yeah I'm, oh I'm worried yeah. <laughs> compared to what other pg-13 yeah. could be there like ah, that's nothing it's the other stuff yeah, yeah. all right uh, and then Looking forward to next week, we have Wakanda Forever, so I'm yeah. excited about that one. And then in select theaters, The Fablemans, which is kind of a loose story based on Steven Spielberg's life. So we got something to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. All righty. Good stuff. All right. Thank you, Tanya. You guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs> it won't happen again until after Thanksgiving. How about that? 
If you have been with us today, then you know we've been debating over whether or not you should or shouldn't um, be able to listen to Christmas music prior to Thanksgiving. If you want to go for the full sort of debate, head on over to Good Things Facebook group. We've had a lot of fun there. But it is still football season. Until it's, thank- I guess that's part of Thanksgiving uh, season, if you want to think of it that way. And Super Talk has you covered. You can catch a local game on just about every Super Talk Mississippi station. You can stream a ton of games and get up to the minute scores from across the entire state. Just go to supertalk.fm/slash high school and you can click on sports and the su- on the Super Talk Mississippi app as well. Don't forget, coming up at six, you've got the scoreboard preview show, and then you can round out your Friday night lights with the Farm Bureau Insurance Company scoreboard show at 10 p.m. tonight and oh that's all winding down playoffs i think are starting um tonight for the high schools and should be uh some exciting times and i think it's exciting to see like maybe a new era of kind of movies that i know you're interested in the anime so help me anime is it like pixar like is it animated that's it a is. stupid question. It's Feels- it's usually hand drawn. There's been a, a push in recent years for computer animation to kind of speed things up because a lot of these TV shows are made on a week to week basis and they come out with new episodes every week. You said that this the One Piece right. has been putting out a show every They've, uh, the author, Ichiro Oda, has put out a new chapter pretty much every week with some breaks, but not long breaks. Every week since 1997. So that could that be in the same sort of realm of like The Simpsons is the first oh, thing yeah. that came to mind? because Long running. Long running, same cast of characters. And are, there, are there new and... Well, yeah, there's that's the one of the fun things about One Piece is every story, every saga, every arc, you go to a different island and meet a whole different cast of characters and how they interact with the crew that you've grown to know and love. And each island offers different challenges and different scenery and different cultures and different things like that. So, yeah, it's. I got into it because I was looking, I'd, I'd run out of stuff to watch. I didn't want to rewatch other stuff. And I was like, what is, what is something that I could just have on and never run out of shows? And I was like, well, One Piece would work. It's got over a thousand episodes. I'll never run out. And then I got about 20 in and I was like, I'm going to watch every single one of these. So where are you at in your episode watching? I have been caught up for a couple years now. Oh, so that's still a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. So uh, how long are the episodes? Uh 20, 25 minutes. So it's not like a Netflix binge with an episode being like an hour, hour no, and a half. No, no. Yeah. So, I mean, there you could, you could easily knock out two or three and on a, a night. It's funny because One Piece isn't all that popular in America. It's probably one of the most popular shows in Japan. But the, the manga, the comics that come out on a weekly basis, the sales of One Piece recently surpassed Batman. And they are now number two. Behind only Superman, so how, which came out in the late 30s. So how are the tw- the 20s finding it? The tw- there's not a tw- the tweens, the preteens, the tweens, but then the well, our generation was kind of the first generation where anime, which I think when we were coming up, it was still called Japanimation, but it was it was marketed it's not to as a, marketed as well. Marketable. It was marketed to adults because Japanese anime and cartoons. 
don't follow the same idea of cartoons you have in America where it's for little kids. Right. They've got all kinds of different age brackets for different types of shows. Like there's there's one out now, I, I haven't really watched much of it, but it's called Chainsaw Man, where the guy has a chainsaw coming out of his face. No, thank it's you. It's not what you show little kids. No. Not in cartoon form. Right. For sure. Um, well, that's it. Will you? Would this be one that you'll stream or go see or try to catch Yeah, out? I've been trying to figure out when I want to go see it. This is the 15th movie they've come out with in the history of One Piece. So, yeah. It's, uh, like I said, it's not all how that popular you, in America, but it's growing. How do you think of a movie plot when you've got thousand episodes? Has The Simpsons ever had a movie? They've had one movie. The Simpsons movie with Spider Pig. Original name? Well, I mean, that was just one of the scenes that did people it, remember from it. Did it do well? It wasn't too bad. It, it didn't break any records in the box office, but uh, they, it, it did well enough to where there was conversation about making a sequel that yeah. I just don't think ever went anywhere. People just like it on their TV every day for it feels like eternity. And they never grow old. It's amazing. What a little ink can do. <laughs> Stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. You've got Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Remember, they are live on location there in Startville today. You'll hear all the good things going on there. Uh, but Rhino and I will meet you back here on Monday at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Good things for you. Good things for you. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.